I promise we won't get very explicit due to the response that I got from the number of listens to my explicit episode. We will no longer be doing the explicit episode part two. Not that we were going to do the explicit episode part two as I found new common found grace. Let's talk about dreams on JCHW Broadcasting. Your host, Joe Wilmot, on the show, Dreams. So what has been happening in my dreams? I would like to say that uh, I experienced a little bit of uh, spiritual travel the other night. And it was same scenario as where I live, like a, you know, like a cabin type place. Um, but uh, it kind of took place in a different environment. And I told you guys earlier on the nightmares that uh, I have been, I've had dreams in the past where they slit my throat, you know, because I talk or, you know, demons are after me or whatever the case is. And another thing found out in psychology is that they deem people who assert, you know, their mental illness as demonic possession are people that are uneducated or they don't accept terminology in terms of what the scientific doctoristic practice is in which case i would want to say these doctors that are coming up with these rules about you know saying mental illness or visions or voices or sights or whatever it is are wrong they're wrong they're simply wrong they're saying it's, you know, no more than just brain chemistry. But but then I ask you, if you were to tune into an episode of Ancient Aliens and you were to hear them talk about shamans, how shamans reach this higher state of elevated mind presence and they're able to communicate with ancestors and spirits amongst the higher realms, how are we to say that our brains are not capable of reaching spiritualistic worlds? And that's where we're going to kick off today. As I had a spiritualistic dream, um, I grabbed the knife and I felt my hand bleeding that was going to be used to hurt me. And I entertained some spirits. There were spirits in my bed and there was many of them in my bed and they were nymphs because I did the series Narcissist and Echo, the mythology tale on my album, I, I sang about Narcissist and Echo as if, you know, I'm a little bit narcissistic, so I would kind of adopt the fact that Echo made it out of her chamber of wilderness and made her way into my bed because I felt like there was an Echo nymph in my bed. So, what happened? Um, a little bit of foreplay, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of entertainment, a little bit of, you know, are we going to get to the point where I actually get to experience spirit sex? And I did not get to experience spirit sex. I got close, but when I got to the point where I wanted to move into sex, the nymphs turned into Legos. So that was unfortunate. So what I decided to do, in lack of, you know, the sexual desire that I had that night, I decided to go to the strip club the next day. So I go to the strip club, 
And I start talking about spiritualness and spirituality and spirits of nature, you know, nature's female spirits, mother nature's female spirits of the earth. And I try to confirm it into correlating with religion because that's what I want to do. I want to live in this spirit realm that you can transfer into because I was, I was on a mania high because I wasn't sleeping and I was listening to music. So my brain was moving fast, but I was getting real light sleep and I was getting more like astral travel sleep. So upon this, uh, you know, transfer of me going into the spirit realm while I'm sleeping and experiencing these nymphs, I wanted to connect it to religion. And we'll pause right now for a little break in the action. And talking about going into the spirit realm and going into the spiritual sense and connecting religion, you know, the Bible, the Tanach, the New World Testament, the English version, all that has to deal with is God's word and God's practice. And dreams is something more spiritual because there's something in your brain that lets you see things in dreams. There's something in your brain that lets you experience things that you would not be able to experience in the outside world. So the moral of the story is, is that when we co connect medical terms of like such as psychosis or schizoaffective, and we say it doesn't have any bearings with religion, spirituality, it is just simply an imbalance Everything you hear that's a voice, everything you see that's a vision, everything you experience as a sensory perception has nothing to do with what you've experienced. And I would be on contraire, and I would have to say I disagree 100% based upon actual evidence and experience that that statement is false. That statement is made by a doctor who's never had a spiritual encounter, who's never believed in ghosts, who doesn't believe in religion. A doctor that thinks he's above and beyond the spiritual religious realm and wants to make profit on selling antipsychotics, mood stabilizers, antidepressants, and anti-anxiety, and side effect medicine, and all the medicine that goes with it, saying you need to be on medicine, and I, and I know why they do that. If they didn't do it that way, if they said, yes, you go into the spirit realm and you can eventually transfer over and be in the spirit realm for a long period of time, hell, I would be there. I wouldn't be stuck here in the world of life. I would want to enjoy my spiritual travels. But there's give and take. You can experience it as part of your life, the spirits, and the mother nature and the earth and the mythology of everything that has been thought of in imagination and tales that have been passed down through time. And you can incorporate it into not only yourself, but when you incorporate it into your religion, we're in modern times now. And the Bible was written before these mythologies have taken place. So if you were, if you were to believe the Bible was a myth, then you would believe that all myths could be real. But the Bible's not a myth. It's actual fact. It's, it's, it's what actually happened. It is the word of God. And Jesus did die for us and our sins. 
for us to be redeemed and saved. I had my born again awakening in 2012, and you can catch that story on End Times, my most recent episode over there. And I think to myself that although I do sin, I went to the strip club, I've been smoking cigars, and I've been listening to 80s rock, you know, some of the not most, you know, Christian music and some of the more, you know, sinful music of rock and roll. You know, some people say it's the devil's music. But, you know, you got to be yourself and you got to be a person in today's society. You can't be 100% religion all the time. You can have your religion, you can believe in your religion, and you can believe it with all your heart and all your strength and give all the praise and glory that you experience to God. And you can study the Bible, and you can be a daily devoted Bible listener, but that does not mean that you can't transfer over and take in some of the spirits that are in Mother Nature's earth. Because doing so would would be eliminating the, the facet of what is created by the person and what experience is created by the overall consciousness of the world around you. You know, the consciousness of whether or not there are nymphs in ancient times and whether or not they're around today, they're just not seen. Because let me tell you, we have an organized, structured society where we are brainwashed into seeing and believing only the mundane, only the things that are what are actual evidence and showing. So how do you get outside of the evidence and actual showing of what is real? You experience spiritual nature. You experience spirits, ghosts and voices and things that connect to your health when you have a mental illness. That's why I consider it a gift. It is a blessing. And we'll be right back after this break. You have to incorporate your religion and the spirits and what you enjoy and still be a good Christian. And how do you know you're a good Christian? By doing good things, by practicing the laws of the commandments, by practicing God's law, what Jesus wants you to do with your life. But it doesn't mean that we can't enjoy our life. The Bible is a set of rules. It's a set of circumstances. It's a set of testaments. It's a set of overcoming obstacles with faith and everything. But there is also room for us to incorporate some of the other mythologies that have taken place during the course of our civilization, of our history of civilization dating back to 3,000, 4,000 B.C. I would think the Bible goes back to about 4,000 B.C. for the first man in Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. goes back 4,000 years B.C. We're at the year 2020, which makes the the history of civilization 6,020 years old. Which means in two years, if anything means of that anointment, then that would mean that, uh, you know, I become maybe more enlightened as I move into my 30s. And as, you know, my, my first conscious break and my first interaction with higher knowledge and higher power and just a, an explosion of information, an explosion of of being a genius all at one time to then be shut down by medicine and have to reestablish the self and everything that we've accomplished from burning out and experiencing that immediate high 
that was so incredibly high that the the, the, the bounds of it reached extraterrestrial information. Higher knowledge, higher power, whether it be from God's dimension, whether it be from outer planet dimensions, whether it be from wherever. Everything is possible in the collective consciousness of our world around us. Everything that we experience is a simple type of experience that someone has established in society. So to say I had my dream and to say that that never really happened, it was just a dream. People will say it's just a dream. It's just a vision. It's just a voice. It means nothing is completely wrong. Everything that we experience in our lives has a meaning to it. And that's what I get into. That's what I, that's what I'm about. That's the cold definition of who I am. I am the, the detective of spiritual and religious studies. You know, I dive into it and I find the case and point to every reasoning behind why I have these dreams. So why I had a dream about Echo? Probably because I sang a song called Narcissist and Echo in my new album, Lone Wolf. And me making that album public, me listening to that album, me devoting a song to Echo, who is cursed to love narcissists, who can only hear him his own self, is a way of referencing and establishing a viewpoint of the nymph Echo. And I think that if the spirit did exist, they would find that to be, you know, entertaining. That's why it started off as, you know, some sort of, you know, sleeping together, you know, some sort of love connection that I had in my dream with me and Echo. Now, when I talk about Nightingale or Moon Misty Lady or whatever we want to call her, we can say that she was another spirit from the earth. So somehow, some way, I'm not getting any action from these human women. Um, but I did when I went to the strip club. So I'm not, it's not like I'm deprived of women interaction, but I think it solved my case of wanting to watch pornography so I can eliminate that sin. But I don't think I'm going to be going to the strip club that often. So I, I think that, you know, in a way it kind of helped me and it kind of delivered me from evil and it gave me validation and it gave me the comfort and, and the love that I needed for the time that I needed it. But uh, perhaps it worked in other wonders as well as far as eliminating sins that I would commit futuristically down the road. So there's that, the human behavior of, you know, going to the strip club and getting the action that you want and the spiritual sense of getting the love connection that you want. of the show today we break it up into five minute segments so you don't get uh going and rolling in collective consciousness because believe me i'm just a steamer of consciousness and when you listen to me it's like hey i'm listening to a real guy i'm listening to the real thing i'm listening to somebody's opinion someone's experience someone who knows what it's like to experience the spiritual. I wouldn't have a series if it wasn't for the Bible. I wouldn't have dreams to connect and make analysis with if it wasn't for spirits and dreams. And that's what they are. They touch us and they experience life with us in outer realms. And there's something so magnifying or, or, or yeah, magnifying, um, magnetic, you know, that, that that's attractive 
to wanting to go into dream world and be in dream world because we can do whatever it is we want to do in dream world. And sometimes the dream has control over us. Sometimes we have control over the dream, depending on how conscious we are in our dreams. And to establish that state of connection between being awake in your dreams and not, you know, I feel like, you know, it's not every night that I astral travel. I, I, I don't know people that actually do that every night because in a way you're not really sleeping you're still awake in your mind so when you're awake in your mind i can only imagine the type of people that, that are awake in their mind for hours on end in the astral realm that would be something that is you know looked upon as okay so i've been here for an hour you know and then you wake up and you think to yourself you know it, it, it all went by in a flash it did because you were sleeping. You were doing two things at the same time. Your consciousness was awake in your dream, which gave you the metaphysical, the astral travel, the spiritual realm. And when you wake up, it's like all that, you know, that you experience is real. If you remember some of it. And it's also just something that happened when you let your brain rest, it releases what you desire in your brain. It releases what you want to feel. It releases the the things that you have not had, but you long for. I, for, I remember for a long period of time, I, I wanted to go back to school just so I could broadcast on the radio station. I, I wanted to broadcast on the radio station, and I wanted to see old colleagues. I wanted to be more social environment. I wanted to be at the radio station. I wanted my status to be reestablished as you know a, a, an active person. And now I'm starting to see my status, you know, becoming active as an active person in everyday life because I'm starting to get more action in everyday life about not just going to the strip club, got action, but, you know, as in like I, I, I am doing more stuff. And I understand it's hard to do in the wintertime. I don't know where you're at in the world or I do know where you're at in the world because I see it on who's tuning in from where they're at in the world. So I don't know if you understand English or not, but, uh. You know, I hope that what I am saying to you, you get something out of it that you can learn and you can uh, accept into your life based upon somebody who's had the experience of both religion. Like, like when I talk about religious things, in my dreams, I've seen heaven. I've seen Jesus. I've seen, you know, clouds. I've flown to galaxies. I've traveled across the world. I've had, you know, like I've said many times before, the best thing to experience in your dreams is dream sex. Or spirit sex, but it happens very rarely, and it doesn't happen all the time. But one thing I can tell you is that uh, this dream world that we want to establish and we want to be in is after a hard day's work, and we release those things that we want to have. The other day, after I after I got done at the strip club, you know, with my dances, you know, I, I saw a release of white purity energy being released from me. And to me, that felt like, you know, all the work I did in biblical study, you know, was kind of released and stripped away from me and was given to that stripper, which makes me hope that that stripper, you know, is somewhat enlightened, somewhat awake and is somewhat healed from what I was able to do while I was there, while I was paying for my dance and while I had that experience. So I just have to say that every experience that you have, you know, you can see things and being mentally ill is not a curse. It's not the end of the world. It is a gift. 
and Dreamworld confirms that, and so does your daily life. I'm Joe Wilmot. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you next time.